Welcome to One Decent Pastor, a weekly podcast of The Door located in Central Oregon, where three completely average guys join forces to make One Decent Pastor and to discuss, discover, and promote all things Bible. Good to see you. No Brent here, obviously, but we got we're here. The man, the myth, the legend. One and a half pastors. <laughs> the full, and then two thirds. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So one, one and two thirds. Oh, the math is right. getting kind of crazy here. But uh, yeah. So Sorry, we were talking it's about early in the morning um, for fractions. We were talking about preferences, as far as how we what we preach off of. So yeah. and these guys, of yeah. course, are ner- well. You guys, actually, that's what everyone does. I think now. Like pretty much that, that's normal, right? I, know, I was, yeah, I was going off on an iPad before it was cool to do it, so I feel like I kind of trailblazed a bit. Unless you like my pioneer, huh? like yeah. my father-in-law, he I have asked him about his notes, and you go and look at him, it's like five post-it notes, and he preaches a forty-minute sermon. I'm like, really? no, I'm, not, I'm not there. <laughs> so, <laughs> not there so he takes the little sticky squares, yeah. and they, yeah. they they just go into his Bible. Yeah, like a, I've known guys that have done that. And then he that. preaches. He, I mean, that's <clears> how he learned to preach. That's what I without notes. There's a whole book on it. So I preach notes. Yeah. That was the entire reason I got a tablet was for well, preaching. That's notes. I mean, yes, that's cheating. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you say, Chad? The, the entire reason I got an iPad years ago was for preaching. Huh. That, yeah. that, was, that was the driving factor, huh. is to get rid of paper notes. That was mine too. I don't even. Own an but I had to get a big one because it's because uh, <clears throat> I can't see yeah. it very well. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the nice thing. Even if you got a small one, like you can make, make the font the bigger, font bigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. big as you need it to be. As we're pretty, getting older, we're getting our like old your 17-point Bible. That thing's wrapped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't preach out of it because it won't fit on the pulpit. <laughs> right. It's too big. It's too <laughs> but little. you know, some weight. The pulpit would buckle under the, the weight of it, you know. <laughs> you throw that thing down, the pulpit would just... <laughs> yeah. Oddly enough, as techie, nerdy-minded as he is, I don't think Brent... He I think he uses paper. notes. I think he yeah. does paper, yeah. So he's, paper. Yeah, he's paper notes. Me. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. We, we were reminiscing. I had one time when Jeff was in attendance. I, I think yeah. you guys had just moved here, right? Or was yeah. it before you moved no, here? No, we just moved here. Came down to La Pine and we were in the park and <laughs> just set my iPad on a pulpit that was baking in the sun. Mm-hmm. And I mean, a minute into the sermon, the iPad just goes bleep. Well, like it overheated. Day, right? It overheated and it was gone. Yeah. I mean, it didn't ruin it, but it just it overheated and shut down. And, yeah. and then I was making fun of you for it and right. then it happened to me twice. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Payback. Careful. Yep. Careful. <laughs> Now, but you don't, you don't like manuscript. I don't manuscript. You, you kind no. of have post-it notes on your iPad. I would say, I would call it a modified outline. Ah. So, you know, kind of some bullet points. And mm-hmm. if I have, you know, a sentence or a paragraph, I want to make sure I get just right, I'll, I'll write that out. Okay. But basically an outline. Yeah. Do you manuscript? I manuscript. Okay. I, I'm trying to get away from, I mean, I'm still manuscript, but I'm trying to get Excuse better me. at just Traveling. taking a sheet in. Oh, okay. Just taking okay. an outline in. Okay. You know, but but when you yeah. but when you use your manuscript, do you are you free to travel? Yeah. Like you don't just necessarily like yeah. stick to it no matter what. Yeah, that is. It's just in case, right? Yeah, but that's the okay. challenge of the manuscript still. That's my fear of the manuscript. Mm-hmm. Is that if I get off of it, am I going to be able to get back on? Right. Oh, you can get you back know? on. Yeah. Oh, you can get back on. I love yeah. the idea of a manuscript, but that's yeah. my fear. Okay. Yeah, because I, I used to not do notes at all when I started. Teaching, preaching. Mm-hmm. It was no notes. It was like, yeah. oh, only sissies use notes. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't know what I was doing. And then it became like outlines. So I would have my main yeah. points and then mm-hmm. just be free. Everything was open underneath that. And then I went to manuscripting, but I found that I still 
and free. Like it hasn't affected me too much. Gotcha. Right. And there are days when it just straight up is like, thank you, Lord, that I manuscript. Yeah. There's right. days when the brain ain't functioning or something stupid <laughs> or distracting happens and you're just not, you're just out. You're just outside of where you need to be, you know, yeah. focus right. wise. And it's like, God, this is done. Thank God I can trust this thing in front of me yeah. right now. Yeah. Well, and I think there's sometimes where there's, for me at least, there's times where like, okay, I just want to make sure that I, I say that theologically <laughs> right. correct. Right. Don't want to mess this one up. I wrote it down because I, you know, right. it's like, yep. so I'm not going to, yeah. I'm not, I mean, it's not, I don't think it's winging it for some yeah. guys. Yeah. It's like they just, yeah. I, I read, <clears throat> there was a guy that, that I learned from that he was t- a professor that talked about the fact that we have to trust the brain, mm-hmm. that we've done all the work, mm-hmm. right. you know, we've manuscript, we've done all that, mm-hmm. but we've got to trust our brains that it's stored that information yeah. there. Yeah, I found we can right. do that. Well, it's trust, hard trust to the Holy Spirit I, that, that, that it's in us, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> I have some weeks where, like, the outline's pretty sparse, and then right. I have other weeks where it's pretty filled mm-hmm. in, you know, just, it really varies from, you know, one sermon yeah. to the next. Yeah. I find that I tend to drift from it at times, it's like, and, and sometimes I think that's that is the Holy Spirit. Like, oh, here right. this is a better illustration. And there's times when I'm yeah, reading sure. through, I'm like, that's not right. Yeah, and I'm just skipping because yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm about to have to come back to that because that's not correct. <clears throat> right. You know, it's funny it can go both ways, and that's right. the argument, right? Is like, that, like I don't know if you've heard people we hear it all the time where it's like if you if you don't use notes, like. That's that's how you preach in the spirit. Right. That's, that's what preaching in the spirit looks like. If you're using notes, like what do you? Do? It's I like, know a guy that does that, like no notes, and get yeah. the, waves the hanky right. you know, while, right. he, while he's preaching. Right. So and, it's and off. he'll get up and he'll be like, "Well, yeah. let's see what the Holy Spirit has for us today." Yeah. He'll just open his Bible and start waving the hanky yep. and just just goes. Fantastic. Right. The hanky's the trick. <laughs> so 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 that may or may not be the Holy Spirit, right. but it is the brain yeah. that right. they're relying on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but I know that I'm trusting <clears> the Holy Spirit. In the Holy in Spirit, that. when I'm studying and writing it out into a manuscript, yeah, like yeah. That, that is, yeah, you know, it's kind of especially in the Old Testament. There's just, I mean, it's just a, yeah. I mean, I think, it, I mean, for me, I feel like it's a harder study in the Old oh, Testament for sure. with, with for the sure. language because it's, yeah, it's yeah. Like, I, I don't know exactly what he's he's putting forward yeah. there, and then it definitely feels yeah. less personal. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. more Eastern, right. first of all, in thought and language, yeah. which is, I think, not natural for yep. us. But it's also less personal, so I feel detached. Where church age, my brain does this church age thing, uh, and so I'm, I'm, it's something I'm yeah. familiar with, and I can get down. And there's a lot of stuff there. But when I when I get to ancient, and even in the Old Testament, right. I find I'm always springing forward to Christ. It's like you oh, have to. It's like that's yeah, the right thing. Right. You know, I'm just trying to not to yeah. get there too soon. But yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. ah, we got to get there. So yeah, let's right. just go for it. <laughs> exactly. well, we, you know, we oftentimes like I grew up in charismatic Pentecostal circles, right? We always assign this value of last-minuteness to the mm. Holy Spirit. Mm. You know, like, oh, we're going to make a sudden change on Sunday. Well, it's the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. right? And, and even growing up, like, not understanding, you know, theology as a kid, right? But, like, I always just kind of question, like, well, can't, like, can't we trust the Holy Spirit on Monday? Yeah. Right. You know, for what's coming that week? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, now as a pastor, like, like I trust the Holy Spirit in, in writing my notes, you know, throughout the week. That, yeah. Like, the Holy Spirit doesn't wait till the last minute to show right. up. Yeah. yeah. But, but oftentimes, that's just kind of the way that it works. Yeah. It's according to some. It's amazing how, how dumb some of our thinking is as Christians right. with stuff like that. Yeah. Right. Particularly when it comes to the Holy Spirit, which is what we're going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. There's just so many like stupid things that we've picked up or assumed that right. like have no business like being in our right. thought, right. in our vocabulary. Right. It's just <clears> is it possible stuff. that God could work in our planning ahead? I don't know. Right. Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Right. Of course. Yeah, I mean, it's probably like prudence or right. something like that. You know? I don't know. <clears throat> right. No, he's only spontaneous. Right. Yeah. 
<laughs> we probably should springboard into that. Huh? Yeah, we probably should do that. Was yeah. It's good. So yeah, it's just kind a good of transition. part of our un- unscriptedness. It just kind of worked today. To, yeah. So yeah, so we're talking about the Holy Spirit today. Not not like a super deep dive, but we had a had a a listener question come in about uh, what does it mean to be sealed by the Holy mm. Spirit. Yeah, I think it was particularly yeah, particularly had to do with Ephesians. I think. Yeah. He said he was reading yeah. through Ephesians and yeah, Ephesians, Ephesians chapter, chapter one. one. Yeah. Yeah, and, and then I think we'll see how the conversation goes, but we should have time to talk maybe a little bit about just the role of the Holy Spirit in our daily lives. That's a small right. subject. Right. <clears throat> so, so we're, not, we're, we're just going to kind of scratch the surface we're probably good. today and be kind of general and, and broad, um, yeah. so just so you know. Uh, and then uh, maybe a new feature that's come to the podcast today at the suggestion of Pastor Brent, who's not here today. Of course. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, I, actually, I think he's kind of myth that I am running with this when he's not here. So, uh, anyway, sorry, Brent, sorry, if, you're, Brent. if you're tuning in. Yeah, I'm sure you're um, listening. But like, there's some cool oh, no, stories no. behind some of the old hymns mm-hmm. of just how p- the people came to write these songs. And do you um, mean depressing you, stories? Depressing like stories, like you know, <laughs> tragedies in their life that caused them to write. You know, but these they write hymns. joyful hymns right. out of it. Exactly. <laughs> they do. They do. <laughs> And so we thought it'd be cool, you know, once in a while to just unpack a story behind a hymn. So um, we should have some time for that today, too, to unpack a story behind the hymn. Right on, right on. What a friend we have in Jesus. There's books written on that. There is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. I'm going to have to get one if this is a new feature. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And some of you are like, I don't even know that hymn. But, man, the story behind it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and there's some, like, gnarly stories. Yeah. There's some gnarly stories. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, that, that's what's on, cool. on tap for today. Perfect. Let's do it. Yeah. What well, do you guys want to pray and we'll get into it? I'll do it. Lord, thank you so much for this time again. Um, where we can come together and just uh, just pay attention to you and, and love you and, and soak in your truths, God. Um, and so we ask for that to happen today for us who are participating in this and those who are listening, uh, that we would just be uh, just furthered in our, in our love, our faith. Um, our excitement of you be with Brent while he's with family that it would be just an awesome time uh, with his parents and his siblings and everybody out there that it would be a restful time as well and uh, yeah we just ask you to uh, meet us here uh, help us to speak uh, true things <laughs> in a right way in Jesus name amen, amen. <clears throat> so let me just read uh, Ephesians 1 13 to 14 <clears throat> it says in him you also when you heard the word of truth the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. That's a pretty good text, by the way. It is. That's not a bad couple of verses. So what are we talking about here? There's there's a lot that we can unpack there. Right. Like the like the right. the one thing I love the most that like jumps into my brain and it's more than this is just security. Like I love I love seeing that I'm secure yeah. in Christ. I love things that assure me that I'm secure in Christ because everything about me and sometimes my life wants to tell me otherwise. Right. Uh, that I've blown something, I've forfeited something, I've given something up. You know, there's a rebate that's going on that God's doing, and it's like not like <laughs> like there's there's security, right? And the and the Holy Spirit is how uh, God certifies my soul. Yeah. Like that's the good. accomplishment of Christ. So, well, yeah. I think yeah. too, you know, you think if you think if you if you go back a bit and you, you look at you know that the idea of a seal, you know that it was oftentimes it was a king, you know, the royals was yeah. putting a seal. Yeah. You think about even stamp. even on right, like you, you know, knew who that thing belonged Christ, to because you know, of a seal. seal on there. Yeah, that was their identity. Yeah. That's how they were marked. And then then I think that kind of you know transitioned to like a brand that you know slaves would have mm-hmm. or. 
um, you know, livestock would have right. you. Oh, that that so and so. You know, so don't leave that alone right. or whatever. You know, and I think it. I think yeah. you know, but then thinking about that in terms of our relationship with Christ, is yeah. it's the identity, it's ownership, right. it's, it's protection, it's security, it's right. all those things that. Well, only one person, like you're saying, when it comes to like the royal stamp, only one person is able to open that stamp. Yeah. Depending on you know, um, you know what what that stamp is. Yeah. Right? Um, and the uniqueness of it, mm -hmm. and so like that—that's exactly right. what this. It, it's saying like only one person's able to tamper yeah. with what's inside. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> which yeah, is pretty I mean, cool. In Romans eight fifteen, you know, and and others where it talks about that—that that we have that we're able to cry out in the spirit, Father, mm -hmm, Abba, right. Father. Mm -hmm. You know, that's part of that identity is that we're we're identified as Christians. That yep. seal is upon us, and that's how... I, I mean, I, I, I guess I sort of think of it, if we saw it visibly, it would be some sort of mark on us that would tell us that, that oh, that person's a Christian. Yeah. Although it's invisible, I yeah. think, to most, sure. in some ways. Maybe baptism's the, the most visible um, event that occurs, as far as a, a birthmark yeah. or an outside mark. Yeah, and I think yeah. baptism is, yeah. has, in many ways, replaced circumcision back in the day. You know, Careful. I think that's... Jeff, <laughs> next thing we know, you're going to be going for infant baptism because of that parallel. We're not going to that direction. Okay. But, but wow. I think it's one of those things, you know, where there is a, that's a whole other topic. But um, but I think there I is that, that, that the identity, you know, that identity that, that they had. And, yeah. I, and that was, that's back, you know, even in, in Ezekiel, was it Ezekiel 7 where he talks about he's going through and he's, he's, he's putting a seal on mm -hmm. people that yeah. they're, they're, they're um, repentant over their sin. They're grieving over the sins of the nation. I mean, all these things are going on, and God is marking them like yes. these are my people. Right. Yes. You know, and I think, I mean, to think about that, like God is saying by by sealing us with the Holy Spirit, this is my son, this totally. is my right. daughter. This right. Yeah. Is We're marked that way. We see the same imagery and. Well, we have blood on the doorpost, which is kind of yeah. an outward like picture of, of maybe what we actually we have blood on the doorposts, right? You know, as, as believers, which is invisible. But mm -hmm. um, what you just mentioned reminds me. Uh, I think we see that same imagery in Revelation seven verses two and three. Yeah, where uh, the, this wrath's about to be poured out. You've got the four angels that are mm -hmm. about to, to handle business on the on the water and the or the sea and the earth and all that yeah. stuff. And one angel with the seal, it says, comes down and says, "Hey, you guys need to wait for a second until we seal yep. the, the the people of God, and then you can go ahead and do your business." So yeah. there's this parsing out. And yeah, that's the protection piece. This, yeah, yeah, yeah. We I don't think we talk about the seal as much as Agreed. we want to. No, it's right. actually a, a a whole deal huh? when you yeah. start looking at it. Well, I was doing do that this morning. Yeah. I was racing before we got here. Like I better look at something, and so I just did kind of a like a quick, you know, seal search, and it was like, oh, this is this is kind of rich, yeah. you know, yeah. like, like this this runs a little deeper right. maybe than yeah. we yeah. give it credit. Last yeah. night I read a, read an article that the Gospel Coalition put out, and, and everything you just said basically was that article. Because I read the same article. Okay, oh, I was wondering if, if you yeah. might have, but oh. the, there was a quote from the article that I want to read because I thought it was cool. So it says, uh, "But what is the seal in Ephesians chapter one? The seal is not a what, but it's a who." Mm -hmm. Right. Take another look at verse 13. You were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. And then the author, uh, Eric Raymond, goes on to say that the Holy Spirit is the Christian's seal. He seals his people. God's own spirit comes to indwell or take up residence in the believer. And I think the nuances from above, meaning the authority and protection and all the things mm -hmm. that you mentioned, uh, apply here. The promised Holy Spirit identifies God's people as his inheritance. And the experience of the Holy Spirit in a believer's life is proof to them. 
and a demonstration to others of the genuineness of their faith. The Holy Spirit provides the inward assurance that they belong to God as children. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Yeah, that's what it means to be Yeah, I think it's that inward peace. <laughs> yeah. right? I mean, it, it, is the, it is that inward security that we have. That, that, yeah, that, that again is the biggest thing I see. I, I know there's like different aspects to what it is to be sealed by the Spirit, but like the security piece is just a big deal to me. Yeah. Like just when you just think of the word sealed, mm-hmm. you know, you can even think of taking a sandwich bag, you know, a Ziploc and sticking something inside and then you, you're you sealing it. What are you doing? You're locking it in. Mm-hmm. You're locking it in, you know what right. I mean? And I, yeah. and I love, I just love that, that picture for mm-hmm. us as believers yeah. that, that the spirit has locked us in right right um, and no one's able to undo the seal except for the one who owns the bag right. yeah. <laughs> so yeah so it's it, I don't know That's, and it's a it's a it's probably a um, more profound term than we probably understand in our Western culture the yes. 21st century especially yeah. you know I don't think too much about sealing things, but mm-hmm. you recognize when you don't seal something, what happens? <laughs> right, right, you know? right. Yeah. But I think there is that. It goes aspect. bad. Yeah, it goes bad. And I, and I just think to think about that in our relationship with Christ, the security that's there. Yeah. So that even when we walk through times of, of doubting or struggles. Or, or just stupidity. Yeah, we just yeah. know yeah. that, you know, yeah. that God has sealed us. He's saved yeah, us. And, he's, and like John 10 says, Nobody's going to pry That's you right. out of my hand. That's right. right. Good luck. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no one else has authority yeah. to mess with right. what you've been closed in yeah. to. Right? Well, that Ephesian passage, after it says that we're sealed from the Holy Spirit, in verse 14, says that the Holy Spirit is the guarantee mm. of our inheritance go there. until good, we too. acquire possession of it. Yeah. Right. yeah. So, so you talked about assurance. Yeah. But there's mm. a guarantee. Think elsewhere in Scripture that it talks about the, the, the Holy Spirit is a deposit. Yes. Yeah. Right? And think about like when you deposit something, you deposit mm-hmm. money in the bank, like eventually you're going to go back to the bank to get your money or you put something yeah. in a safety deposit box. Yeah. Or yes. You're yeah. not going to just forget about it and leave it. You're going to go back for it, right? So mm-hmm. so there's a guarantee uh, that comes along with that being sealed. Yeah. yeah. The ESV talked about a uh, guarantee <clears throat> here as, as a down payment, which is what you're mm-hmm. saying. It's a deposit yeah. or, or a down payment. Right. Um, so you've got the seal, which is the certification. You've got the guarantee, which is the down payment. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, it's a done deal. Right. Like this thing's going down. Well, I think it signifies that that idea of ownership. Mm-hmm. Like we are owned by God. And I think it's it's why you think about, Paul often talked about being slaves of Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, is that we're owned by God. Yeah, we are not he's, our own. Yeah, he's We've been with a price. Yeah, right. therefore honor God. You know, it's like you're... I just think to understand that, to know that, to believe in that. Yeah. Then I think that's the probably is a bit of the transition. Okay, this is then how the Holy Spirit is displayed. He's right. not just the the guarantee. He's right. not just the seal. Right. He's like he's active and alive and working in our lives. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's it's phenomenal. I think just to unpack because yes. I I don't think that we probably spend as much time as we we could understanding it, studying it, yeah. spending time even preaching through it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, maybe because it's. Maybe because it's not a it's 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 not easily understood in our culture. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe because we use notes. Maybe it could be. That we don't <laughs> if we didn't use notes, we would understand <laughs> we it. We would understand right. it. Right. No, yeah. Uh, I, if well, we just lived in the moment. I, I think part of it's the, abu- the abuse is right. Like <laughs> so many things. Like I, I think I, I I googled this morning. Like the primary 
work of the Holy Spirit in the believer's life. Mm -hmm. And like everything that popped that first was just garbage. I could tell, mm -hmm. I could tell like from <laughs> like just the, the, the paragraph that's given there before you click yeah. into the link, you know, it's like, it, there's so much, there's so many abuses and so mm -hmm. much wrong thinking and wrong, um, just false emphasis yeah. on what it is that I, th I think we probably don't dive into it as much as we can. But yeah. I mean, there, it's, it, it's inexhaustible mm -hmm. when you yeah. do. Like, yeah. I, I was kind of overwhelmed in thinking of, about this, you know, before I got here today. Like, yeah. like, where do you start? You know what I mean? Right. Like with what he does. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I kind of tried to narrow it down to like, what's the primary yeah. thing? Maybe if you were to put a mm -hmm. banner over it all. Yeah. You know. Well, I'm going to leave us in suspense on that for just a moment. Okay. <laughs> the okay. primary thing. We got it. So hang, hang in here. <laughs> all right. This is like, don't tune out right now. All right. Uh, I got a few scriptures I want to read, and then, and then yeah. we'll get into um, you know what you're talking about, David. So just, uh, you guys have already, I think, mentioned some of these, but uh, Romans 8, 15 to 16, for you do not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into mm -hmm. fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. Mm -hmm. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Mm -hmm. um, Galatians 4, 4 to 6, but when the fullness of time had come, God set forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law to redeem those who are under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons, because you are sons, God has sent his spirit or the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. 2 Corinthians 1.22, uh, and who has also put the seal on us and given us his spirit in our hearts as a guarantee, which we've already talked about. Uh, and finally, Ephesians 4.30, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Right, so there's this idea of perseverance in there, that, like we're going to make it as children of God, yeah. you know, to, to the end. Well, the the, right. the weird part about that one is that is that we're sealed, uh, owned by the Holy Spirit, protected, but we're also able to grieve, right, the continuous work of that which seals us. It's, right. It's a. And that, we, that we might be another conversation there. for another time. Or what it is to grieve the Holy Spirit? That would yeah. actually be a fun one, probably to, to take on. Well, pray, praise God, even if we do. According to that verse, we're still sealed. Right, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> what I was interested in is, it was, I think it was the first one you read, he talks in there about um, the spirit bearing, how do you phrase that? Like it, Roman, Romans 8.15? Yeah. For you do not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Yeah, that that aspect of it I think is, is what's, probably at times not always easy to to understand it's like well how does the spirit of god bear witness with our spirit mm -hmm. you know what is what is that what does that mean what does that look like sure. you know, and, I, yeah. and i've had conversations with people before it's like well how do i know like what's yep. what's just my will and yep. what's god's sure. will you know even and just I, the the age-old question what does it look like to walk in the spirit right right because yeah. that's really what we're talking about is, yep. is that that day-to-day -day, like uh, that we're able to identify mm -hmm. and experience a difference between the flesh and the spirit yeah you know in what we do and and it can be a challenge because then mm -hmm. you, you start traveling into emotions or feeling we're already right we're the beginning it's good you start traveling into emotions <laughs> and feel it like do i feel it and, and people yeah. end up gauging it that way you know this is what it is to walk in the spirit but actually we have luckily a long catalog mm -hmm. if we put it together from our scriptures that that tells us what it looks like to yeah. walk in it. And it's usually yeah. things like truth and love. Yeah, just, right. I mean, just go to the book of Galatians. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's not some euphoric, you know, yeah. like, it's not you nebulous. Know, it's not like we're floating, right. you know, five inches off the ground. It's it's that there's actually right. things that we do know about. Yeah. 
that we can walk in. And right. that is walking in the Spirit. So, right. Anyway. Yeah, and it's like Galatians 5 unpacks for us that the fruit of the Spirit yeah. right, is love, joy, peace, yeah, yeah, yeah. patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, right. and self-control. Which is, which is the what it is to walk in the Spirit right. if, if those are the things that... Right. Yeah. And, and there's nothing in. weird about those things, yeah. right, um, at all. Mm-hmm. Nobody has a problem with those things. Right. Or they right. shouldn't have a problem with yeah. those things. Right. Sure. Right. So, so, so what does it look like just practically day to day then to, to walk in the Spirit, to bear those, the fruits of the Spirit, fruit, fruit or fruits, right, mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, what, what is it, just practically, let's unpack that in the life of the believer. Mm-hmm. What, what's the role of the Holy Spirit? Like, what did you, you find this morning? Well, the, the one thing that I put, and this is probably wrong, but like this is the one thing that kept coming to my mind. I didn't do like some Shut study up. on it. I didn't cheat like you guys did. Okay, I didn't go read like a gospel coalition. Okay? Um, the the biggie to me of like what what is the primary job or role of the Spirit in the Christian's life is to conform us to the image of Christ. I, I kind of put that yep. over the top of everything. Is is this is really what's happening? There was some dude that, that did some quote, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mess it up, but he said, like, at any given time, God's doing a thousand things in us, and we may only recognize two or three of them. <laughs> no, no, it was Piper. Oh, was it Piper? Yeah, it was Piper. Okay, I didn't, and, I didn't even know. And it was 10,000 10, things. Ten, ten, there were, were at any one time. Yeah, that was Piper. And it may, may be two or three that we recognize. And, yeah. and I think that's that, that, that all goes under the heading of being conformed to the image of Christ, and those, those things that he's doing transcend areas of our lives on on levels of our lives that we're not even aware of like the spirit's constantly working doing producing building constructing transforming like it's constantly going on so much so that we don't even realize like the depths of it you know what i mean but all of it is to conform us to the image of Christ, yeah, right. I, I believe. So, um, obviously, we talked about once sealing mm-hmm. is is a primary purpose. But while he's sealing, he's act, it's actually effectual. Right. So it's not just that he's holding, you know, doing this stagnant thing and waiting. There's this, mm-hmm. you know, a, there's an ongoing, there's an work. effectual right. activity of, of the Spirit, uh, which is to conform us to the image sure. of Christ. Well, and that's a progressive piece of sanctification through yeah. the Spirit. I mean, it's just continue. I mean, yes. there is a. You just said progressive sanctification. Yes. There's a. Oh. There's the position. <laughs> Another topic for They're both right there. <laughs> the yeah, ceiling is the position. Set apart immediately at salvation. Yep. And yeah. then the but there is that progressive yes. piece. I read a quote this morning. It said the Holy Spirit's role is not to put the spotlight on you, mm-hmm. but to put the spotlight on Christ. No doubt. You know, and I think that that's the aspect of it. I right. think the challenge sometimes, at least that I have with um, thinking through this a little bit, is I I will regularly hear people say, "Well, the Spirit told me," right, right, you know, or the Spirit said, or you right. know, and I, not that the Spirit didn't, right, because um, I, I don't want to question no. that. Well, <laughs> however, it is at times, <laughs> but I think that the part of it is to be able to say, if the Spirit is telling you. Why do I have to tell someone that the Spirit told me? Right? And sometimes it's used as sort of a, a weapon, hmm. and sometimes it's sort of used in an excuse. And I think sure. what it does sometimes is not only does it put the spotlight on that person, sure. but the other thing it does is it, it causes other people, other Christians, to think, well, <clears throat> the Spirit doesn't speak to me that way. Right. It's like, well, the Spirit speaks to us every day through His Word. That, that was sure. the pressure you for know, me growing sure. up in the circle that I grew up right. in. It was that very thing. It was yeah. like, well, why doesn't that happen to me like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 What's the, what's the old quote? If you want to, and again, I don't, I don't want to play this down because God can do whatever He wants. Like He, he can come and, and, and move you in a special way in the moment that 
Yeah, he spoke when you're not looking at your Bible and you just know (laughs) that it's him. It's like, oh, you know, God's doing this. So it it does happen. But I do like the old quote, like, you know, if you want to if you want to hear God talk to you, like read your Bible. You know, if you, if you want to hear him audibly, like, read it out loud. And I'm down with that, you know, because yeah. everything we need, ultimately, for life right. and godliness, we have. Well, I think so, that's, yeah. I was thinking about this when you were talking earlier about how God is, con- the Spirit is continually working in us, doing all kinds of things that yeah. we don't always fully understand. Yeah. And that's why, you know, like, even in times where I'll hear people say, well, I don't, I don't really read the Bible that often, or I don't understand it, so I don't. I'm like, so read it. Spend yeah. time in it. And, because what's happening, whether you realize it or not, is God's working. Yeah. And and you're not going to always see that. Right. So be faithful to be in it daily and yeah. understanding yeah. it as best that you sure. can through the Spirit. Right. And you might read something 16 times and finally sure. understand it. Yeah. But it's like, but yeah. if you decide, well, after right. five times, it's I, I don't get it, so I'm just yeah. going to put it down. It's like, well, that's, yeah. I think that that's the Spirit's work in our life, too, is to, to. No doubt producing us a, a hunger and a thirst for for God's word and understanding right, right. because when we get it when we see the spirit of God speaking through the word of God it's like oh wow that's that's phenomenal yeah I never thought about that before right. or I haven't really thought about it in that way or understood it that way it's like well that's because the Holy Spirit's opening your eyes to see those things but if you're not in Absolutely it you're like well right. you're just going to assume that okay right. I'm just going to put on my forehead and hope by osmosis I'm going to get it like, <laughs> right. <laughs> which again would, would fall under the banner of the Spirit's conforming us to the image of Christ. Yeah. So it's it's a hunger and a thirst for mm-hmm. hearing our Father's voice yeah. and like becoming familiar with who our dad is. Yep. You yeah. know, it's it's like all those things. Yeah. So. And so Jesus told his disciples that he had to go so that what? The helper could come. Yeah. Right? Capital A helper. Which which do you wanna tell me why? <laughs> do you wanna like unpack that for us, Chad? I, I don't know if I fully can unpack it. I, I just you know, over the years, I've just always read that and thought, like, how, how important is the Holy Spirit in the life of the believer? And oh, Jesus said, like, i got to go so that the Holy Spirit can come. Yeah. And, and, and I don't think that he was saying that the Holy Spirit wasn't present before that moment right. in history. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's that, but, like, how, how important is the Holy Spirit in our lives mm-hmm. when, you know, given that statement by Jesus? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I read, a, I read a book one time that, that I thought did a great job of just unpacking it. Um, and... The, sort of the phrase that he used was the spirit inside us is greater than Jesus beside us. Mm-hmm. And the idea that, I mean, if Jesus was physically here, yep. he can only accomplish so much as a human. Wasn't, wasn't omnipresent right. as a man. As a man, mm-hmm. you know, but the spirit of God, yep. to think about, I mean, I think that's why um, Jesus said to his disciples, or you'll, you'll do greater works than I. And he's mm-hmm. not saying you're going to do... Be, you know, bigger, right. better things than I do, but you're you're going to probably have more influence than I've had on the 120 people that are following me right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think there is that aspect where you think about the Spirit of God is working in you here in Central Oregon, right. and He's working in the believer in India. Right. Well, you know, or, or like, another way to look at it is exactly that. You you've got people all over the globe that all have Christ with them mm-hmm. because of the Spirit. Spirit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm it's a it's. It's mind blowing to th- I think to, to try to, to fathom, yeah, but it's but it's so incredibly important for us to recognize that the spirit of God is always at work in us. Yes, right. I think that the challenge sometimes, and I heard it even this morning on the radio when I was just listening to the Christian music station, mm-hmm. and and somebody was saying something about asking for a fresh filling of the spirit. Yeah, and I just thought. 
You know, I'm pretty sure God's word tells us that the Spirit is always with us. Yeah, but that, sound, that there are sounds good, we, though, doesn't it? Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to pray for a fresh fellow Spirit. Sure. It's like, well, somehow he left last night, right. you know? Right. So this is where we get back, back to, right? to a feeling and an emotion right. being the primary indicator yeah. that the Spirit's with us. Yeah, because yeah. I could have the clue, but I think that God's not present anymore. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. no, nope, you're just sick. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's like you're, you know, I think that's the thing is it's it. It, I feel like there's at times in the in the Christian church either we've overemphasized yep. it or, or under, we've de-emphasized no, no it. We've not found a middle no doubt. middle ground in yeah. that, you know. No, and, and again, probably maybe what we sort of alluded to earlier is it's overreaction yep. to the extreme. For sure. You know, it's For like sure. okay, but the, yep. the spirit of God comes to fill us at conversion. Yes. And yeah, there are times when the Bible obviously says that we can we can quench the spirit. Well, yeah. and that's that's where I think it gets tricky. There are different thoughts on this. Mm-hmm. I, I personally believe that the Spirit's always with us, and we always have this as much of the presence of the Spirit mm-hmm. available to us as we're going to have. Yep. But when you get into the language of, of quenching mm-hmm. and filling, I believe there are things that we can walk in that can make us less in tune to mm-hmm. the Spirit. It's not that the Spirit sure. disappeared, but we, we, we can actually... Put ourselves in positions to where we're we're less aware sure. of. Well, Galatians or, five mm-hmm. talks about sowing to the spirit versus sowing yes. to the flesh. And I right? think that this like is where garden are you planting in? Yes, you know? right. Yes, and I think this is where maybe a lot of Christians, especially our Pentecostal friends, like get confused that it's that it's the spirit who gives us some or a lot, but it's actually us <laughs> and things that we're we're filling mm-hmm. our mind with or our heart with that are that are causing us to fluctuate. Right with the fullness of what's already there, mm-hmm. what's always there. Yeah, so. yeah, because yeah, I think there are, I mean, like, we know that even in preaching, right? Yes. Is that any any good that comes out of it is from the Spirit of God, the Word right. of God. Yeah. But I think there is a sense where, I, I mean, I do pray on a Sunday morning, God, empower me with your Spirit to speak the truth of your Word today. I mean, there yeah. is a sense where, and, and we, we probably have experienced that at times mm-hmm. where we're, we know this isn't us at this yeah. moment yeah. speaking, yeah. you know. And not that the word of God isn't isn't continually speaking right. to people, but I think it's the I think it's the uh, what's the word I would use? It's it's sort of the translation that occurs. Like when we preach the word of God, the spirit of God takes that yes. and he applies it mm-hmm. to each person's yes. life, and it's almost like it's exactly what they needed at that moment. Because you hear people like... Well, that's the I, prophetic component. Yeah, they're like, hey, you've been reading preaching. my email this week? You know, it's like, no, I'm just preaching the Word. You yeah, know? And I exactly. think that's the, that's the amazing thing about the Spirit of God is that He can take His Word, God's Word, and He can apply it in different ways to different people's situations and scenarios. And yeah, it's like, right. that's what they needed. That's only the Spirit of God. There's yeah. no... I don't think there's any other way to explain it. Right. You know, But I think there is that aspect of like... Somehow we there is this perspective though I think that somehow pastors have more of the spirit than other people. Right. That's just not true. Right. Really? You know. Right. I don't think it's true. I'm kidding. <laughs> I know you want to believe that. But... I know it. I, 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 I wish that were true. Please. <laughs> yeah, but I think the spirit of God. You know, and there's all kinds of like you think about. Just go through the book of Galatians. Yeah. It's like, what does it mean to walk in the spirit? What does it mean to have the fruit of the spirit? Well, sure. all those things are listed there. It's like patience, peace, kindness. I mean, all those things. You're like, oh, that's that is to be displayed in my life, yeah. you know. And I think that is. Yeah, these that, are constant targets to shoot. Yeah, right. And it's evidence. Yeah, I think it's the evidence as well that sure. we are believers. Mm-hmm. You know, when those things are being displayed in our life, not because we're working hard at displaying them, right? But, but because they just they just happen. 
Well, that we would even Natural. want to walk in them is, right. is an evidence. Like, yeah. like, yeah. We even look and at those, those and say, these are good. Right. Yeah. This is right. I want this. Yeah. Right. And that those things would increase you know, as time yeah. goes on mm-hmm. yeah. as well. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. What was yours, Chad? What was your answer? No, what Jeff said. I was going to say exactly the same thing. You guys are all reading the same article. <laughs> <the same, laughs> I, I need to start reading things. It's that quote that you I think I read that same quote this morning. It was uh, Costi Hinn. Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, I saw that in my feed. This who, morning as you well, know, so. Benny Hinn's nephew. Like, <laughs> Maybe I'm the one who's filled yeah, with the no, spirit uh, and these two aren't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> reading Costi. <Yeah. laughs> no, I, yeah. I, I like the idea that, that the role of the spirit is to conform us to Christ, to, yeah. to, to illuminate Christ sure. in, in the life of the believer. Um, to illuminate Christ even to the non-believer, like mm-hmm. you know, like how do people come to faith sure. in Christ? Right? Um, I think it's A.W. Tozer that talks about that, like coming to faith, like it's not an intellectual endeavor. Mm-hmm. It's not like you know, here's the list of, of evidence, and that we of our own intellect come to this conclusion. Okay, God must be real because of this evidence. Mm-hmm. Um, not that that doesn't play a part at all, but but it's not an intellectual endeavor. It's a work of the Spirit in the life of mm-hmm. a person that, that we can see God. Right. We can believe. Well, that's Hebrews one and two. Right. Yeah. This is what faith is. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's impossible to please God without faith. Like right. everything's activated through faith. Right. So the evidence component only goes so far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, yeah. And I think it's like uh, John said in First John, where he talks about the fact that we're to test the spirits mm-hmm. and the spirit that is from God. Is I mean, it's it speaks in that points us to Christ, and that that's how we know. Yeah. You know. And again, I think it, it goes it goes back to that idea that the spirit of God in us is. Pointing us to Christ. Yes, it's, at all it's times. conforming yeah. us to His image. Yes. It, that that's part of the work that's doing. Because right. I think sometimes we we sort of make this assumption that the um, that the the Spirit's work is only positive. Right. And I think it is positive, but I think the Spirit of God does work through suffering at times, and He Absolutely. works in hard things, and Absolutely. He uses those things. But I think that's where I would argue even more so. Maybe. I think that's yeah. where we we at times. <laughs> see God's yeah. spirit at work. I mean, even thinking about the hymns, you're like, there is no, yeah. <laughs> there is no way a human in the midst of that type of suffering right. could write those words right. without the spirit of God. Right. Yeah. No way. Well, Agreed. think about like a, the, even the statement like a piece that, that surpasses understanding, right? In, in the context being like you're in this situation that you have no business, like no normal person would have mm-hmm. peace in it. And yet there's this 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 peace that's existing and carrying you through this and you're okay. Yeah, you're right. okay when you shouldn't be. Right? Yeah. Um, that that <laughs> is a, only attribute that to yeah. that makes the, the work of the spirit extremely tangible. Mm-hmm. Whereas like if everything's good and fine, you can skip around and be like, oh right. the spirit's good. And it's like, <laughs> no, you should be acting like that. You should be feeling like that right yeah. now. But it's when it doesn't make sense. It's it's the Stephen thing, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? When mm-hmm. when you got rocks like yeah slamming up against your head and you're you're done. Like it's it's over. And, and you're okay. Like, right. you're just fine. And people looking at that are, are, are even going, mm-hmm. okay, this is something beyond what this, this human being's able to right. um, possess on their own. Yeah. Right? This is a supernatural thing. So I, I definitely believe that the Spirit of God is most known or most, yeah. um, whatever you want to call it, noticeable mm-hmm. in our suffering. Right. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. If things always went our way, you know, how much of a difficulty would we have in, in seeing God, even in desiring God? No doubt. Right. It's often in those kind of Jesus take the wheel moments where you know we're just more attuned, you know, to God and what He might be doing in our life, and, mm-hmm. and desirous that God would be doing something, mm-hmm. you know, in the midst of our difficulties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yep. All right. Anything to add to that before we unpack a hymn?
I mean, there's, there's lots we could get into. Lady in the Ditch. <laughs> <laughs> we were going to put Lady in the Ditch in the title this morning. That would have been bad. It would have got some clicks, but we... And then we said it anyway. So. We opted not to. <laughs> here, here we are. Sorry. Lady in the Ditch. Give it to us, Chad. Which hymn is this? <laughs> so there's a hymn uh, that's probably familiar to many called What a Friend We Have in Jesus. So I'm just going to... It's a short one. I'm just going to read the hymn. It says, What a friend we have in Jesus, all of our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what a peace we often forfeit. Oh, what a needless pain we bear, all because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Have we trials and temptations? Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Can we find a friend so faithful who will all our sorrows share? Jesus knows every weakness. Take it to the Lord in prayer. So this guy had the gift of intercession. <laughs> he did. Clear, that, that, that was his big knife. <laughs> and, and rhyming. Like, he's a pretty good rhymer yeah. as, as well. Yeah, he's got some bars. Yeah, yeah. So, so you guys have probably heard that. Heard that one before, probably sung it before, right? Uh-huh. So there's a story behind the hymn. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was written by a guy named Joseph Scriven. He was an Irishman. And it says in 1884, he, after he completed his college education, he returned home to marry his sweetheart. Mm-hmm. As he was traveling to meet her on the day before the wedding, he came upon a horrible scene, his beautiful fiancée tragically lying under the water in a creek bed after falling off her horse. It's a horrible thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it gets worse. It says later, um, and I don't know how much later, but he eventually fell in love again only to experience devastation once more when his next fiancée became ill and died just weeks before their marriage. For the second time, this humble Christian felt the loss of the woman that he loved. So it's rough to go through that once, but even more difficult yeah. to go through it twice. So, so here's the evidence of what we were just talking about. Yeah. Right. Of the spirit being made big in suffering especially. Because it makes no sense that this dude would go through both these things and then turn around. Right. And be thinking the way he is towards God. And then, um, you know, publishing, you know, authoring words like this. Right. To encourage others. Like, it makes no sense. Yeah, it doesn't. Except, these are the things that non-believers look, like, look at and go like, I pity you. Like, you're right. one of the stupidest people I know that you still love that God that did this to you. Yeah. And he doesn't see that. Right. He sees the exact opposite. Right. It's because of the spirit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so it was so a year after the, the death of his second fiance, this is what he wrote as a poem to his mother uh, that described the deep friendship with Jesus that he had cultivated in hmm. prayer through the hardships hmm. in his life. Yeah, he's definitely, you can tell he's an intercessor. For yeah. Sure. So it's, and the article just said, instead of thinking that God was punishing him, Scriven cherished God's friendship through all of the hardship of friendship that he discovered in prayer. Hmm. Hmm. And, and even ironically, even though it doesn't say it there, the, the one who never leaves you. you know? Right. He was probably hope, thinking his first wife was going to be his friend for life, and his second wife after that would right. be his friend for life, and they're both gone, and it's yeah. like you, you've got one that, that truly remains through everything. Yeah. Right. You know? So, no, that's, that's great. And, that's I don't know. Good like, stuff. nobody would blame this guy for being mad at God. Mm-hmm. You know, after, after one instance, but then after the second, especially, sure. like, nobody would blame the guy for yeah. shaking his fist at God. You know, what are you doing yeah. to me here? Yeah. Um, and how many times he mentions prayer? Yeah. Yeah, that, that, yeah exactly. It's like, <laughs> he, he had a lifeline. Yep. That is the only, I mean, that, that's our lifeline for mm-hmm. in the midst of those, I mean, something like that especially. But I think just yeah. in our in our sufferings that we face regularly, sure. it's like, God, I, I want 
I got to take this to the Lord in prayer and yeah. trust Him. Trust that He knows what He's doing because you can see where it's like I don't know what you're doing here, God. Sure. But yeah. But again, I think that's the Spirit's work. Like, okay, it is. But God's trustworthy. I know those things are true. Right. I think that's what the Spirit does, especially in those moments. Right. Is, is He brings the truth of God's word to us? Like, you may feel this way, but God's truth from His word, His promises to us are this. Even right. another, you know. A lot of Romans 8 references yeah. today, even that other section of Romans mm-hmm. 8 of the Spirit, uh, helping us pray, helping us yeah. in our times mm-hmm. when we're searching and we don't have something. And, and that can be just words that we speak, but I think it could also be, you know, what needs to be said. Mm-hmm. And who it intercedes said with to. groanings that... Right. <laughs> so, yeah. That would be the groanings. Yeah, I no, think no doubt this guy had some groanings, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Yeah. And, and like, you know, this is... Uh, I wasn't planning on in this just... You know where our conversation went. You know we're pretty unscripted, so you don't know where the conversation is always going to go. But like this, just seems like a good example of you know somebody who was sealed with the Spirit, mm-hmm. the Spirit at work in his life. You know yeah. that he yep. would be able to go through suffering and difficulty and uh, great tragedy, yet still you know go to God sure. in prayer. Mm-hmm. And you know we're not given insight into what those prayers look like. You know maybe some of the prayers were you know shaking a fist, and some sure. of the prayers were you know why God and how could you do this to me? Right. But, like, God can handle those prayers. You know? Well, we're even going to talk about that next week. Like, yeah. is it okay to ever be angry with God? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? He can handle it, right? <laughs> well, he knows it even if we act like we're not. Right. He, he knows when we're angry with him and he can, yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a big boy. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> Just look at Job. Yeah. <laughs> the conversation that went on there, it's like, oh, that's sure. pretty hardcore. Yeah. 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 Well, any, any final thoughts or final words about the Holy Spirit? No. I would say I would say like it's a study worth worth getting into, mm-hmm. um, and that like you can't exhaust it. Like you'll just uh, be blessed by it the further that you go into it. He's he's just he's too big. His mm-hmm. works are too many. There's so much going on, like we talked about, that he's constantly doing that we don't even understand them all. Right. But, if yeah. somebody wanted to do a study, I mean, obviously the Bible, mm-hmm. but how how would we encourage them to Gospel Coalition and Costi yeah. and yeah. <laughs> well, that, and the, just kidding. <laughs> Martin Lloyd Jones. Ooh. What, what's the book that you mentioned? Is that uh, I know the book you're talking about, but I can't remember who wrote it. Um, Was it yeah, JD Greer? Greer. Yeah. It's, um, it might oh. just be the Holy Spirit in us. Is it? Yeah. Whatever it is, look it up. Yeah. JD Greer wrote a book on the Holy Spirit. And it's mm-hmm. pretty good. I, 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 it was one of the better books that I've read recently on the Holy Spirit's work in the life of a believer. Yeah. And. I mean, biblically sound. I felt like just and and we we the, the some people in our church went through a study of it and it was it just was a good read just to be able to understand more fully like what is yeah. the Holy Spirit's role here? Well, yeah. Greer's a Baptist. When a Baptist writes on the Holy Spirit, it's probably, yeah. probably going to be solid. Yeah, usually. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would try to not like you talked about earlier with the extremes on this. Like mm-hmm. I would try to not go go too conservative on this subject or or sure. too. Mm-hmm. Right field, uh, off 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 the deep end, yeah. cons- uh, charismatic on this subject because you're gonna you're gonna find emphasis mm-hmm. and then ignoring mm-hmm. on a lot of what needs. Yeah. That's a good point. So like I, I wouldn't, I love the guy, he's a great, but I, I I wouldn't read like what MacArthur put out on this. Just I wouldn't do yeah. it. Could be helpful in ways, um, and I probably wouldn't go to Benny Hand and read something. Right. So. Um, yeah, I, and, I think and don't read both thinking you're going to balance. Correct. Yeah. Right. That's why I kind of <laughs> mentioned. Either. That's why I kind of okay. went with. How uh, do you pick up a concordance? 
You could just look up the, the word Holy Spirit you in could, it. You could, could do that. <laughs> you know, right? that could be a little old school, but I think it, it might could be, be helpful. Uh, don't, don't Google it. <laughs> no. So I mentioned like Lloyd-Jones because he is one of those guys that, in my opinion, mm-hmm. and, I, and I know that people could probably disagree on this, like to me I find him pretty balanced mm-hmm. with being very careful, uh, taking the Word of God very seriously, but also maybe being a little bit... Piper's the same way, yeah. honestly. I think Piper would um, call himself a Reformed Charismatic, yeah, which yeah. is kind of an odd label. But I right. think I think Martin Lloyd-Jones is uh, surprised by the Spirit, I think is the, the primary kind of work, like his definitive work on this, which is not bad. Like and all of his and all, all his sermons have been published. Yeah, so but don't, you don't want to listen to them. You want to read them. <laughs> we did that last week with him, huh? We so kind of made fun of him a little bit. The greatest with Bob Dylan on Lloyd Jones. It's really <laughs> awesome. Yeah. But just like you can read it when you're trying to go to bed at night. Yeah. yeah. So cool. Yeah. Thank you for being with us. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Always enjoy it. You always enhance enjoy our discussion, you. man. So yeah. we appreciate you. You guys do. You want to pray for us? Yeah. Lord, thanks for this day. Thank you for um, just the continual work that the Spirit does in our life. Thank you for uh, his work in saving us and uh, then in the process of sanctifying us and, uh, Lord, just uh, causing us to become more like Christ. And uh, that is our ultimate desire. We do want to be more like him and, mm-hmm. and live as you've called us to live. And so help us, God, to have a balance of you know, not the extreme version of the Holy Spirit and, and not the... Um, to underplay the, the work he has in our life, but to have a good balance, a biblical balance uh, from what your word tells us, not what other people say, but just your scriptures tell us, Lord. And so we just pray your, your spirit lead us and guide us. And even as we go about our day today, that uh, Lord, you uh, give us opportunities to proclaim the gospel to others. And uh, thank you for the spirit's work in, in that. And so thank you for uh, these guys. Thank you for uh, just their faithfulness to you and to your word and to preach it, proclaim it and and, Lord, we pray for Brent that you would encourage and strengthen him as well. Uh, give him a good, re- refreshing time with his family. And then keep him safe as he travels. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Thanks for joining us. If you got questions, send them in. We'll, we'll do our best. Yep. We'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in to One Decent Pastor. If you'd like more information about the church, go to our website at thedoor3r.org.